right? You're not, you know, the, the fear everyone has is you're not going to get put on the street the next day or something like that. And I think that a lot of the fears that we have are, you know, somewhat, you know, illusions and stories that we really make up. Hello, and thank you for joining us today on the Gentle Art of Crushing It show, where we focus on learning and sharing with our listeners all there is to know about how to create success in our lives. This show stands on the shoulders of giants. Our mission is to empower and inspire our listeners to create the life of their dreams whilst having a blast in the process. Let's celebrate life together. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you all so much for joining us on another episode of The Gentle Art of Crushing It. Today, I have my friend Hunter on the show. And um, Hunter, again, I really, really appreciate your time. Um, if you don't mind, please just share with the audience a bit about yourself and uh, some about your background. And then, you know, maybe throw something in there that uh, most people wouldn't know about you. Got it. Yeah. Thanks for uh, inviting me to be here, Doug. I really appreciate it. Uh, so a little bit about me. I live uh, in the Atlanta, Georgia area, just outside of Marietta. Uh, married to my wife, Anna. We have one daughter and another baby on the way uh, here in June. So Congrats. that's really exciting. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah. Outside of that, I run a uh, house flipping business in the area. Got a portfolio of some rental properties and uh, more recently uh, started a uh, coaching business as well, too. So that's a little bit about... Um, I guess myself, as far as for hobbies, as probably you can tell by the bookshelf, I uh, I love reading. I love, you know, so many things outdoors as well, too. Camping, hiking, uh, mountain biking. Um, and I guess that kind of leads into something interesting about me. So uh, one of my bucket list items is to visit all the national parks in the U.S., at least in the lower 48. And I'm almost at about half of them right now. Um, so that's been a lot of fun over the years. You know, trying to cross at least, you know, one or two off, you know, a year. Um, but yeah, that's an interesting fact about me. And then I think the last question you said was just a little bit about my background. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'll just try and give the, you know, two minute version of this. Um, you know, I would say in relation to what I'm doing now, um, it really all started when I was in college. I went to the University of Georgia and it was my junior year and um, I remember I went to a career fair and it was, you know, a very corporate environment and nothing just really resonated with me. I was just very discouraged after talking with a bunch of companies. I was like, nothing really excited me. The very next day, um, I was, as usual, I was about five minutes late coming to class, but I just caught the tail end of a pitch about uh, an internship to... Uh, be part of a franchise, essentially as a franchisee running an exterior house painting business. It's called Student Painters. And so, you know, I literally sat down and the sign-up sheet had just gotten my way. This is a big classroom, like 300 people. And uh, I was just barely in the right place at the right time. Anyway, I signed up. I ended up doing that internship. And that's where, uh, for the next year, I went to go on to run a house painting business. And I learned more from that experience than probably the other four years of college combined. I was in charge of you know recruiting a team. I led about a dozen employees over the course of the the year. Um, sold over a hundred thousand dollars worth of painting jobs, um, and it was just like a crash course into running a business and just learned a lot from it. So you know, as, as I was approaching graduation, I was I was really close to being a financial advisor. Had a few job offers. And, you know, part of me just wanted to go back to that entrepreneurial route. And so I was looking for some different options. And a friend of mine 
uh, Hayden uh, had mentioned, hey, you know, you should look into real estate investing. I think it's something with your strengths, with your personality uh, that uh, would be a good fit for you. So that along with, you know, rich dad, poor dad and reading a four hour work week and realizing, hey, I want to get some passive income. You know, that was, you know, kind of my my future. And and so from there, uh, I worked with uh, uh, Tucker Capital Group and learned from them um, for, you know, a little over half a year on the ins and outs of running a house flipping business, you know, building a rental portfolio. And, you know, from there, I just kind of started doing it on my own. Um, so that was, gosh, probably eight or so years ago. Uh, since then, you know, we flipped over 50 houses. Um, you know, we've, I've, like I said, got a portfolio of some vacation rentals, long-term rentals, some industrial property, and, and now more recently in the coaching sphere as well, too. Yeah, I love that. And um, you're so, you know, there's so many forms of coaching out there, right? Strictly mindset Mm -hmm. and strictly strategy and, you know, sort of a hybrid. You're, you're like a hybrid. And I've had a few coaching calls with you and uh, I can, you know, vouch for you. You're, you're an incredible coach. And um, how, with that being said, your product is incredible. So, you can walk people through how to flip a house. You can walk people through acquiring real estate. Um, and, uh, you know, so that's one of the things that for me, and I've seen a, a lot of other people sort of struggle with is sort of like the analysis paralysis. We go, okay, I want to become a real estate mm-hmm. investor. Um, so then that means I'm going to spend the next, you know, three years listening to bigger pockets and not do anything. That's basically almost my story to the T, right? And so, um, mm-hmm. So really having a coach slash mentor, which is more of like with strategy and with templates and with training, this is basically what we're talking about when we're saying you're coaching, right? So would you mind, Mm -hmm. you know, just digging in a little bit deeper, you know, some of the different, you know, benefits or different um, forms of, of, yeah, just different benefits that um, folks could get from being coached with you? Yeah, so I think... When when you hear the word coaching, I think there's a lot of uh, misinformation about it um, because it's I think a real good coach is not just strategy. Right. And a good analogy I use all the time is, is let's say, losing weight. Right. Is it complicated on what it takes to lose weight? It's really not. Right. You know, you need to move your body in some form and burn more calories than you're consuming in a very basic level. But so many people don't do it. It might not be a strategy problem. It could be a strategy problem, but it's probably a lot of other things going on. Maybe it's an emotional eating habit that they have, or maybe it's some limiting beliefs that they have. And I, I think that's true for any goal. Like X's and O's are certainly important, but the whole mindset piece, you know, the beliefs that you have around it, that is equally, if not so much more important to being able to get a result in your life. Um, so that's a big focus, you know, when I'm working with somebody on coaching. And, and like you said, I, I do work primarily with people that are, getting into the first few real estate uh, properties. Um, but, you know, I've worked with other people in the past and some other different areas too. That again, so sort of when we had spoke initially the first couple of times and, and you kind of threw my way, the different routes that you could, you know, hire you as a coach. Um, that was what I loved the most because uh, yeah, you, you are mindset performance mindset mixed with strategy, mixed with mentorship. And um, it's not easy to find that. You know, so, uh, so definitely really appreciate what you're doing. Um, I really love this question because I think all of us 
if we're not, if we haven't done so yet, if we're not even aware of it, we need to define success for ourselves. And so mm-hmm. I love hearing, you know, people's, uh, you know, perspective on that. So how do you define success? Yeah, this one's pretty simple for me. So really, I think in a nutshell, success is being happy. You know, it's, it's loving who you are, what you do, and having people that care about you around you. That's basically it. You know, that's my definition of success. A lot of times it seems like people have a, you know, a hard time answering that and they will go into really complicated um, explanation, but uh, keeping it simple. And I think you and I, we've had a couple of conversations around this where focusing on the joy, focusing on, you know, enjoying what we do and um, yeah, family. I mean, it, it's, it's interesting for me and, and uh, if the audience or, or anybody out there is listening, if you struggle with this, sometimes it pops up for me where, I will get so into a problem that then the problem is like all consuming me, you know, or a challenge. Mm -hmm. And um, for me, my wife, she's incredible. And so I'll talk to her and typically she's just happy all throughout the day. And I used to kind of get frustrated and go, hey, I need to fix you and you need to think like me where we have big goals and Mm -hmm. then we're frustrated and stressed out all the time. But no, she needs to be her and she's literally like a beacon of light and balances me out because I have to be pulled out of – and I have to be reminded sometimes I have so much to be grateful for uh, Mm -hmm. that I don't really have the rights to be worried or – overly worried or stressed or frustrated over here because I'm blessed, you know, with my family. Right. And it kind of sounds very mm-hmm. similar to, to the way that you define success. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's, it's just the simple things, you know, being happy with what there's always something to appreciate and be grateful for in your life, no matter how hard you have it or what challenge that you're going through. And I think if you're able to tap into that, if you're able to recognize that, I think, you know, it's not being airy fairy and, oh, you know, everything's always going to be all right. You know, I think being realistic has its place, but being okay and understanding that, you know, a problem or adversity is going to help you in the long run. It's going to help you grow. It's going to help you develop so that you can do bigger and better things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, love that because we're kind of talking perspective, right? Shifting your perspective mm-hmm. on what it is. Um Man, I was listening to something earlier where there, or my wife was telling me that, you know, sometimes we're so focused on the end result and we really shouldn't be because a lot of times for, for most of us, the end result is, is like death, right? So we don't, it's like that movie click. We don't want to fast forward through all this stuff mm. in between fun and vacation and good times and fun and vacation and good times, there is challenges. And so mm-hmm. the more in you and I, have, we've talked about that and you've worked with me on this, where enjoying the challenges, enjoying what we're working on our projects, uh, you know, in the day to day is key for you, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It's a big focus for me this year, too. Mm, I love it. That could actually, uh, you know, be a great focus for me as well. But I like to have like a word for the year. I call it an anchor word. Um, yeah. I make it up, obviously. It's like a been around forever, but that could be a key word for me, you know, is, is joy, you know, in, in focusing on the joy or something like that. Yeah, I do the same thing. Kind of have a theme for the year, or, you know, intention for the year. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm kind of oscillating uh, for mine. Um, you know, one of my favorite books of all time is The Go-Giver. Um, so that's potentially one of the other you know, I take it from Tony Robbins, but he talks about living in a beautiful state a lot, you know, basically, you know, living in gratitude, uh, being happy, 
you know, being full of passion as well too. <laughs> yeah. I love that. And, and I'm smiling and laughing because I'm feeling that like, you know, coming from you. And, and that's what happens every time mm. I talk to you, man, honestly. I just love it. I love yeah. Well, I can say the same about you as well. <laughs> well, thank you. It probably just has to do with the orange shirt. You know, if I have the orange shirt on, I'm in okay. a good mood. But uh, Got it. yeah, thanks. Let, let me ask you this. Um, would you mind sharing with us one of your most favorite successes? It could be in any area of life, sport, real estate, whatever. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, maybe uh, what you learned from that. Yeah, you know, and I'm going to go back to the student painter days because especially at that point in my life, I, I'll always remember the day after we had finished, you know, that that year of production really was over a course of a few months when the weather was warmer. Um, I remember sitting down because I had to go back to class and everything like that in the next semester and just thinking through what all I accomplished. You know, I, I was literally somebody, you know, in, in college, junior in college, I had no idea what I want to do with my life. I had no idea that something like this was possible. I had no idea I even had the skill set to, you know, start and run a business. And I think there was just a lot of, I guess, maybe pride in that, but also just gratitude of how far I had come doing that and what all I had learned. Um, and I think, you know, through that, one of the biggest things that I learned is I think that with hard work and persistence, you can accomplish just about anything, you know, you know, based on that alone. Yeah. And you know, uh, that's great. I can, there's nothing to add to that with hard work and persistence. You can accomplish anything. Mm -hmm. That's, that's huge. I love that. Uh, kind of throw the flip side question at you, you know, would you mind sharing with us one of your more incredibly difficult um, challenges that you had to walk through in life and, and what you learned from that? Yeah. I mean, there's, Definitely been a couple, um, you know, uh, one that comes to mind on a personal level is, um, I lost two really good friends, both in my late twenties just kind of out of nowhere. Um, uh, you know, both you. of them. Yeah. Thank you. And both of them were, you know, childhood friends. One of them I played with, you know, every day in elementary school, the other one, we were really good friends in high school and it was both kind of a freak accident, you know, um, you know, how they both died. And I think, you know, from those experiences, I learned that, you know, look, life is short, that there's no guarantees. There's no guarantees that we're going to get tomorrow. And, you know, what do you want to be remembered for, right? What is, what is your legacy? What's the impact that you want to have on other people? Um, you know, so I think that was something I definitely took away from those experiences. Uh, on a business level, um, kind of one of my favorite stories to tell is, you know, when I got started with real estate, I hardly had any money. I had, you know, a few thousand dollars in my checking account. And uh, it was one of my first deals. And of course, I partnered with, you know, some other people on the first few deals. But I just remember with marketing expenses and living expenses, my wife was still uh, going to school, uh, getting her degree. And so it was kind of like a roller coaster ride for a little bit for us because, hey, you know, we'd, we'd get a deal that would go through and all of a sudden we'd have some money. And then you know, I would spend a lot of that pretty quickly, you know, both on the personal level, but more importantly, on the business front, you know, and just marketing expenses and other things like that. And I remember that I just had so much writing on this one deal. And, you know, my bank account was literally dwindling, my credit cards were maxed out, you know, it wasn't much in, in credit card debt. But, um, I remember, you know, we, we went to the closing table and I should have never done this because it was, we scheduled a closing for Friday the 13th, which by the way, don't ever do that. Don't ever make any huge plans on Friday the 13th. 
And it was the littlest thing. The the underwriter thought that the um, owner was going to live in the property. And so it was underwritten as like a primary residence loan, even though they were putting 20% down when they were you know, going to buy it for investment property. So long story short, it didn't go through that day. I was really heartbroken. And so the closing was scheduled for the next week. Again, my bank account was getting really low. I'm talking about a few hundred dollars in it. All right. And so I'm going up, you know, to the closing. It was about an, uh, an hour of a drive. And on the way, my like my car breaks down and I'm, I'm able to kind of, uh, I think it was uh, something with the, you know, the, there needed to be more like water and the you know, radiator or something like that. Anyway, so I, I put some more, I had some, thankfully I had some water because I was seeing that it was leaking and I literally ride in and my car like quits on me as I'm rolling into the parking lot to the closing. And so I've got, you know, $500 in my checking account. My car just broke down. I mean, I've got a lot on the line, you know, for this closing and thankfully it went through, everything was okay. Um, but I can just, you know, that's one of my favorite stories because I've been in that situation so many times where my back has really been against the wall, you know, financially, especially, and, you know, thankfully things have worked out. And I think that's the lesson from it is that even on your hardest days, you know, things will, will work out, you know, uh, the world keeps turning, right. You're not, you know, the, the fear everyone has is you're not going to get put on the street the next day or something like that. And I think that, a lot of the fears that we have are, you know, somewhat, you know, illusions and stories that we really make up. But, you know, as far as for difficult experiences, those are two that definitely come to mind. Yeah, those are both doozies in um, fear, false evidence, you know, appearing real, right? I learned mm-hmm. that from Tony Robbins. And that's our imagination. It's either working for us or against us, right? Um, yeah. And there's so much to pull from both those stories. I love the closing story, Friday the 13th. Yeah, let's stay away from that one, guys. That's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> and then you just barely made it into the to the closing. At least your car got you that far, right? And yeah. You and I are both Christians. And so, and we've mm-hmm. talked about that in the past. And, um, you know, I try to be, I try to not hide that, right? And so, um, but it, there's scripture in the Bible it's like life is a vapor when someone, and again, sorry for your loss, man. And, and, um, when someone close to us passes away, you know, we, we, we understand that scripture. And sometimes we, for me, I have to take a look at life and go, yeah, there's all these things I could lose money. I could maybe, you know, get hurt skateboarding, or I can make a mistake in, you know, with my children raising them in, but the uh you know the perspective uh, that i step into with life as a vapor is, is is vapor is i still have the opportunity to you know uh, pour into my children properly i still have the opportunity to you know um have fun outdoors with them i still have the opportunity to make some some good deals happen in real estate and and build good friendships and um it could be taken you know i could have a massive heart attack in the next second from now and so um, having that perspective kind of helps me go, oh yeah, like I'm actually worried about small stuff and let's kind of, you know, do our due diligence. If it's, you know, a fear that's blocking me from taking a risk on real estate or whatever, or on coaching, um, you know, and, and go, okay, this seems like a good thing. Let's just try it. Let's sometimes throw some caution, you know, uh, uh to the wind, um, because we don't really, 
we're not guaranteed a certain amount of time here, but sometimes I personally will catch myself living like I have, you know, decades, right? Yeah. And I think another mistake that we all make is that thinking that an end goal will make us happy. And I've been a part of a lot of masterminds. I've met with a lot of successful people. And, you know, I would say at least half of them are genuinely happy. But then there's the other half that what what I would say by so many worldly standards are uber successful, but they're not happy. And I think it's important to remember that, you know, the journey that we're on, you know, day to day, you know, that's where we can find joy, right? Because, you know, when we, we finally arrive at that moment or we finally achieve a goal. You know, maybe it, that feeling of euphoria or whatever, maybe that lasts for six minutes or six weeks, but chances are it's going to be fleeting and then it's going to be on to the next thing and the next thing. And, you know, and I, I think, you know, going back to your point that, you know, life is, is like a vapor. Um, yeah. I mean, nothing is guaranteed. And so if, if we're trading our happiness for some sort of goal in the future or some sort of event, whether that's, I heard this other day, a someone, a something, uh, or maybe it was a somehow, those are the three things that we're missing out on, on so much of the joy of the journey. Yeah, that's, that's huge, man. And it's so true. And it's interesting because I was just having that same exact conversation with my wife earlier, like where we're at today, uh, five years ago, I would have been dreaming and thinking, I can't wait to get to there. And then I'm, Mm -hmm. you know, in this, it does kind of happen subconsciously when I get there, I'll be happy. Um, mm-hmm. you might be, if you work on, you know, making <laughs> happiness a priority, but you can do that right now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Love that. Well, let me shift the conversation just a little bit and ask you this fun question. Okay. If you were to take everything that you know now and, uh, bring that back with you in time a little bit to age 18, um, what would you do differently, uh, you know, on towards fast track tracking success? Would you, or would you do anything differently? Oh yeah, definitely. I think one of the biggest things is, you know, getting with a coach or a mentor or a group of people, a mastermind, whatever you have that is that has the result that I'm aspiring to achieve. You know, whether that's, you know, in business, you know, if if you're wanting to build a business to a certain level or a certain type of business, go find people that are doing that, connect with them, learn from them, get them to coach you or mentor you. Um, you know, it could be with your health, you know, maybe it's even, you know, trying to gain or lose weight, you know, I think we fast track success when we learn from people that already have that result and we get them to coach us versus us trying to reinvent the wheel and trial and error. And I see this so much in the real estate space and it's tough because I know a lot of people don't have maybe much money to start with, but I just think it's, it's going to save you so much time in the long run to get coaching in an area where you want a result. And so anytime for me, you know, if I'm looking to, you know, uh, increase something physically, I'm going to look for a physical coach and I'm going to look for nutritionists and people that are professionals at this to help me. Um, So I think that's definitely one thing. And kind of along that line, you know, when I first started in business, I was kind of like doing everything myself, right? You know, let me juggle all the balls. Let me do it. And I'm still bad about this. Sometimes I can be a little control freak about things, but I think, you know, hiring people that are smarter than you uh, in a certain area uh, is going to really fast track your success, you know. So, you know, we, we were talking about digital marketing is something I've been playing around with a little bit. 
and it's good to have a baseline understanding, but I've, I've come to the realization that, look, I just can't compete with people that do this professionally. They can do it a lot better than me. They're going to be able to allocate the budget better than I could, create the ads better than I can. Uh, you know, let me let, let me hire them to let them do it for me versus try and do all this, you know, myself. Um, so I think those are a couple things, um, you know, that I would say. And then one other thing that I heard last year, and I wish I would have heard this 10 years ago, is that it's easier to buy a business or buy profits than it is to build a business or build profits. And it was Keith Cunningham that said that. And he made the analogy of like trying to build a plane versus going ahead and just stepping on one to fly it, right? It's so much easier. And, and I think as somebody that has, you know, been involved with a, a few different businesses, all of which I started on my own with very little resources, Thankfully, I had enough willpower and persistence and hard work to make up for it. But in hindsight, I just think my path would have been so much easier if I would have, you know, worked to buy an existing business where infrastructure is already in place. The, the concept has been proved for a long period of time. Yeah, I mean, all of that makes so much sense to me. And um, I, I had this epiphany when you were talking, um, you were talking a bit about coaching. Uh, and it's this. So for starters, real estate's a team sport, right? We've heard that. Mm -hmm. um, and nobody, when when you're a kid or, you know, even playing in, in college sports or, uh, you know, even, uh, I mean, just nobody, if you're a jiu-jitsu competitor or boxer, nobody uh, gets into these things in, in, in without a coach, right? The reason yeah. for the coach is because the coach has the plan. They have much more experience, much more knowledge. I'm watching – my kids are in basketball. I honestly don't know that much. I, I love basketball. I love all sports. They're fun. Mm -hmm. um, maybe not curling. I don't know about that one, but like, uh, you know, um, or synchronized swimming. But um, I don't know much about basketball. The coaches clearly do. And so this is one of the ways that, hey – we don't know what we don't know. And sometimes us not knowing, uh, you know, how to move um, forward on towards our dreams and goals or, you know, yeah. flipping a house for the first time. I would not recommend trying to flip your house, flip a house for your first time all on your own. I've never done it, you know, but like, I know that's a surefire way to get in, uh, you know, not surefire, but you can get into some hot water uh, going that route. So mm -hmm. it's worth it to, you know, get a coach, get some mentorship to be able to avoid, avoid some of those pitfalls. And, um, yeah, yeah. I just, it, it just makes so much sense. And in some areas we are very like, yeah, no, absolutely. I'm not going to go play basketball on a team or I'm not going to put my kids on a basketball team that if there's no coach, like you cannot have the team without the coach in other areas. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. I don't know. Do I need this? Well, you know, it can, um, you know, literally, uh, uh, you know, help boost your, um, your income. It can help you. It can make the difference between a successful project or not. You know, would you agree with that? Oh, a hundred percent. And I mean, just to go off of those examples, let's, let's use swimming, right? You know, you can listen to podcasts on swimming. You can read books on swimming. You can go to networking events on swimming. Uh, you know, watch, you know, YouTube videos. If I didn't say that, but you know, you get in the pool and, you know, you start sinking a little bit and you get some fear involved and it's going to be really hard to do that on your own, right? Versus if you have somebody that's a swim coach that is there to support you and kind of hold your hand 
literally and figuratively, I guess, along the way, you're going to be able to start swimming a lot faster. And I think that's true with so many other things in life, you know, whether it's, you know, hiring a personal trainer to hit some fitness goals, right? You can take one approach and let me try some different workouts. Let me try some diets and see what they work. Or you can let somebody else kind of, you know, give that to you. And, and so where, you know, uh, it's just a plan that you can follow based on their expertise. You know, one quote that I, I, I love going to time and time again is by Albert Einstein. And he said that you can't solve a problem with the same level of thinking that created it. And I think this is where a lot of people struggle, especially in business. What I see in real estate is they have a certain way of looking at the world, you know, and how they look at problems and how they think about things. And because they're not really maybe to see things from a different level, you know, we kind of use that phrase a lot. Um, it's hard for them to ever get out of that reality, right? If all you have are green, green, if all you have are green glasses and everything around you is green, that's that's what the world that you see. But you know, you bring a coach on, you bring a mentor on that sees that has a different color glasses, and you're able to see a lot of new things. You're able to make new connections. You're able to overcome problems that you know, quickly versus something that would have taken you maybe years to do on your own. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I love that quote by Albert Einstein. Is it again, um, mm -hmm. you can't solve the problem by the same level of thinking that got you there or something like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's huge. And it, it's, uh, this is why, you know, engineers, for example, have other engineers, you know, put their set of eyes on the problem or the project, right? Because they're going to be able to see mm -hmm. even some silly mistakes that, um, you know, they didn't, uh, they didn't see because they're too close to the, to the whole project. Right. But, um, yeah, yeah. that's a great one. Love it. No, as, so as we are getting close to wrapping this up, you know, um, just got a couple more questions for you again. Thank you so much, Hunter. Um, mm -hmm. You know, this question's fun. What would you would you say there is a key that you know unlocked or help you unlock success uh, in your life? And, and if so, what what would you say that is? You know, I know we've talked a lot about coaching, so I won't use that one. Uh, you know, one I would say, especially in the past few years, is taking immediate action on something. You know, really trying to eliminate delay in in my life. And so when I hear a good idea. Or even an example from today, you know, I had a conversation with my friend, Chris. He said, hey, this is a digital marketer that I use. Love them. I said, hey, can you give me their number? He did. I immediately, after that call, sent a text to that person. Took immediate action on it, you know. And I, I try and apply that wherever I can as, as often as I can. Because, like, I think what happens is, is we hear something like, oh, man, that would be really good. That would really benefit my life. But then life gets in the way, you know, the email comes in, you're distracted by something else and then it gets put on the to-do list and then it's low on the to-do list. So it never gets done and you never get around to it. And you don't, you just don't know which of these actions can tremendously benefit you. Right. <laughs> you know, maybe, you know, sometimes you take an action and maybe it's the wrong action, but at least you took that action. You know, I think getting any sort of results, it's going to require some level of action. And so I think taking immediate action is, is really important. I love that because, you know, it's interesting. Um, my friend Rob, who's, you know, incredibly successful at sales, shared that same uh, advice with me just about three weeks ago. You know, like hmm. he was just sharing because I was telling him, well, I don't know, you know, I'm, 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 I'm looking at this and thinking about it. I, I kind of will make decisions slowly, you know, and he goes, hey, yeah. man, just a word of advice for me. I do it quickly if something sounds like it's good or it's going to work and this yeah. has been helping me be very successful so 
You know, I heard something, and kind of on that vein, I was listening to a podcast a few weeks ago, and I'm just going to kind of paraphrase it. But um, the the podcaster, I guess, uh, the host, he said, you know, I was at a seminar, and uh, he said, you know, there was a guest speaker that came in, and they made an offer. You know, it was some sort of high-ticket offer, you know, maybe a course or something like that. And, you know, it was several thousand dollars. And he said, this is only going to be available for like six hours. And after that, you can't join the program. And he said, look, I was really bummed out about it. I was like, you know, he's, you know, peer pressuring me. There's a lot of uh, urgency around this. But he said, the reason he does this is that most people within 24 hours of hearing something, or it might, might even be less time than that, they usually already make that decision. And when, when they first hear something in the weeks that lead after it, it's just something that kind of ping pongs around in your brain. But rarely does it ever kind of shift from what that initial gut response is, you know, for something. And so I think he really took that away and he actually implements it in, in his business where I think he creates offers where, hey, look, you know, either you work with me now, you know, on this call or, you know, you commit to it in the next 24 hours or we're not, you know, you can't call me back later and say I changed my mind or whatever. Just because, you know, all these decisions that you have to make, they weigh on you, right? You know, especially the bigger ones, like what should I do about X? What should I, and, and that takes up mental space versus let's just make the decision. Hopefully it's the right one. If not, at least we didn't, you know, save ourselves a lot of mental energy and emotional energy, just, you know, going through this decision over and over again. So I thought that was a really uh, interesting point. You know, how many of us um, have so much stuff going on, you know, renting space in our brain that is like we're beyond capacity there. So getting some of those out of the way could be incredibly beneficial. Yeah, I love that perspective. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, would you mind sharing with us, Hunter, you know, one of your favorite books, uh, you know, maybe give us one book recommendation and or a couple of books, because I'd like you to actually talk a bit about your book. You're in, in, you've got two of them, right? And then, yeah, just one, sure, just one. Okay, cool. But you do have mm -hmm. sort of like an ebook too, though, right? That they can get on. Your yeah, website. I've got a, yeah, that's right. I do have a small ebook. Mm -hmm. yeah. So you're right. Yeah, actually, I guess I do have two books. Um, as far as a book recommendation, um, you know, I'm going to talk about one that, um, you probably have never heard before just because to throw something for your audience out there. It's called The Portable Coach by Tom Leonard. Um, I think it's been one of the best books I've ever read. Um, just a lot of the principles that he talks about in the book are a little uh, non-conventional and uh, really helpful for me. Um, so that, that would be my book recommendation. Great. I love it. Yeah. Sorry. I was actually looking, uh, Googling that book, so I got to get it. Um, yeah. And you have the Life Transformation Workbook. And um, so would you mind telling us just a little bit about that and, um, you know, where they can get that as well as, you know, yeah, I've kind of got three questions, so I apologize. Are you looking mm -hmm. for any type of deals? How can our audience, you know, get in touch with you and um, you share with us a little bit about, you know, the, the concept behind your two books? Okay. Yeah. As, as far as real estate deals go, um, you know, we're, we're still flipping houses in the Metro Atlanta area. Um, you know, so anything related to that, um, you know, I would say, honestly, if, if you're maybe interested in coaching or real estate coaching, I'd love to have a conversation to see how I could help you in that regard. Um, as far as the book, you know, I created it a couple of years ago, uh, really with the intention 
to give something actionable for people. You know, I have, you know, as you can tell, a big reader, read a lot of books and most of them, you know, they were great ideas, but I wouldn't really take action on what I learned. And so this is actually a workbook more than anything, um, where I just kind of took inventory of, you know, probably what some of the best questions that I've been asked in my life or the best exercises that I've gone through, whether it's been for, you know, goals and visioning or, you know, discovering what your values or what limiting beliefs are, things to improve your uh, relationship, your, your intimate relationship, or if you're not in one, maybe things, some exercises to go through to help you, you know, find somebody that would maybe be an, an ideal kind of partner for you. Uh, also on the spiritual side of things, you know, how to grow your faith. Um, and so I just wanted to kind of combine a lot of things into one book. I know it's a little uh, counterintuitive, you know, most people say, you know, you know, pick a niche, you know, get specific on something, but I really wanted a, you know, kind of all in one book or workbook that, uh, people kind of pick and choose different exercises or different areas of their life that, that need more attention, whether that's, you know, their emotions or mindset or, you know, goal setting and, uh, really just kind of go through what I think are some of the, the best exercises and questions that I've come across. And, you know, through some of the prompts, you know, have very actionable things that they can, they can do from it. That's cool. I love the fact that it's actually getting the, um, you know, readers engaged and, you know, they're taking action on that. And um, what is the best way for our audience to find more about your coaching, connect with you? Yeah. Um, so you can follow me on Instagram, Hunter B, at Hunter B. Carson. Uh, not super involved on it. However, this year I'm, I'm really make, uh, working to make a priority to start posting a lot more just to give my friends and followers, you know, to, to see what I'm, I'm up to. Uh, that's one way, you know, I'd love to be friends on Facebook. Um, you know, other than that, if you want to connect, you know, email would probably be the best way to do that. That's also the kind of the same handle Hunter B as in boy Carson at gmail.com. Um, but yeah, that's how you can connect with me. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Hunter, again, for joining us on the gentle art of crushing it. You dropped some super amazing value bombs. Uh, and uh, this is definitely uh, one of my favorite episodes. And I know that um, everybody who listens to it slash watches it can get a lot out of it. So again, thank you so much. And uh, with that being said, um, you know, we'll go ahead and sign off for another episode of the gentle art of crushing it. Thank you all for listening or watching. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, another episode of The Gentle Art of Crushing It. It was an amazing episode. We know we sure learned a lot, and we hope you did as well. We want to take a second and thank you so much for viewing or listening to this episode. And please just know that we only ask for one favor, and that is to make this life magnificent. Thank you, and have a wonderful day.